Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. Today we're talking to Joel Faust from Harry's Locksmith of Vancouver. Wax how you, eloquent. How you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Now that we've now we're not crashing and burning, um, I bought a bunch of keys from you guys. I do know that when I worked at PSI, a whole boatload of them, like, like yeah. special keys, like elevator keys and stuff that stuff like that. So, uh, and you guys do a lot of work up on the hill. We do. Yep. Nice. Yep. So uh, now Joel and I were talking before the show, and uh, his son's an apprentice and was in my class last term, so that would have been the the basic trades class, I would assume, or was it a specialized controls? As with every like late teen, uh, he doesn't really discuss things with me as much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. You're on your own. You're on your own. But I, I recognize, I recognize the name, and I remember yeah. him. And I know that I've seen you guys up on the hill working and yeah. stuff like that. So tell me about yourself. So, um, been in the industry probably 23, 24 years. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, I. I uh, Tried to get in um, to the low volt industry mm-hmm. through the union side. Um, sat on the books for probably a year and a half, um, and didn't have success there. So mm-hmm. I ended up actually delivering office products of all things around Portland. And one of my customers just happened to be a residential alarm installation company. Oh no kidding! Yeah, so um, went ahead and applied there. Mm-hmm. Um, thought I knew a lot more than I did. Um, but they hired me on anyway. And <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, went that route. But long story short is that I um, started doing residential and then mm-hmm. uh, eventually worked into the commercial side. And there I, you know, got my license. And so, so when, did yeah. you, when did you get licensed? Um, I would say 2005, 2006 okay. Okay. in that range. Nice. Yeah. Um, currently hold an LEA for Oregon mm-hmm. and also a master's electrician at 06 for Washington. Nice. Yeah. Well played. You yeah. got an administrator too? Okay. Uh, yes. Yep. And you're nice at? Uh, no nice not, at. Not, not nice at. So, no. you, so you're not working on, on fire systems. You're mostly working on security and access control? or uh, Mostly just access control, uh-huh. keyless entry type keyless stuff. Keyless entry yeah. stuff. Cool. Yeah. Cool yeah. stuff. So tell me about some of that. Like what, what, what drove you into that part of the industry versus cameras or, or telecom? Just, just because... Of the of the beginning, like starting the residential and working your way that into it from there. Or? Yeah. So when I started out residential, it was kind of that mindset of uh, learning, you know, getting my foot in the door, basically. Mm-hmm. And so as I worked my way up, it was, comp- you know, I'd go to one company, I'd kind of learn uh, the idiosyncrasies of what they did, mm-hmm. and then, you know, as I kind of moved through my career, it was just a better opportunity for me to learn more as I kind of progressed. Nice. And so as I kind of got into it a little more, I decided that, you know, it was time for me to kind of move to a different direction a little mm-hmm. bit, but still kind of follow the low voltage industry. Okay. And what, that kind of led me to Harry's Locksmith, strangely enough. And a lot of what they do is electrified hardware. Okay. So it kind of goes along hand in hand with the, you know, access control um, portion of that. Mm-hmm. So so which, what kind of access control do you work on? Um, like we, what, what brands and stuff? We typically don't, we work with a lot of partners. Okay. So you don't have one specific, you're not like, oh, we just do Simplex or oh, we just do Silent Night or whatever. Correct. We, we just, I mean, we, 
we do a little bit of keyless entry okay. here and there, but it's mostly like door release stuff, you know, things that have already, you know, somebody wants a, um, a button at their desk, and so they will, you know, have us come in and put it a relay or mm -hmm. something like that, and we'll do something wireless. But it's, oh, so, so oh, and so I guess the whole, a lot of that, I didn't think about that, so a lot of the technology that you're working on has gone from wired to wireless? Pretty much, so, yeah. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's not peel and stick, but it's peel and stick, essentially. Yeah, it, yeah. So, but you still yeah. got to enroll all the devices and and, and do yeah. all that stuff. And you, so then you would have to know some database management, I would take, because how, how do you work on the like like on the head? Is it have the head ends of these things? On the small onesie twosies, I could see where you wouldn't sure. have to do that. But like on a on a big enterprise system, how does that work? Do you work on those as well? We don't. That's actually something we would call an integrator. One of oh, our okay. partners on. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't think about so. that. So so tell me about about your industry. Tell me about your side of it. Cause I, I, I'm, you, as you've listened to the podcast, I'm, I'm a fire monkey. So I, all I think of is fire, fire good, fire bad, but fire sure. out. Tell me about, tell me about access control. Okay. So teach so, me something I don't know about this. So, so typically what I'm, so right now my position is I'm a project manager slash estimator okay. for uh, commercial door hardware. Okay. And so when it comes to the access control side of things, I mean, you, you want to have somebody that can come in and put in a card reader, a door contact, a request to exit, that type of thing. But mm -hmm. where our portion of it comes in is we'll put in an electrified hinge, let's say, okay. like a transfer hinge that comes through. You know, they call it the butt hinge, but it's basically the – if you look at a door and it's got three hinges on it, it's mm -hmm. typically the middle hinge. Um, there's companies that run wires through those. And so the hinge itself is wired. Correct. And that goes into the door. Yep, and which we, then goes across the middle of the door to the hardware. That's right. So that you yep. can open and release it. Correct. Yeah. So, so brand specific, like I'm just going to pull out Von Duprin because I'm familiar sure. with the Von Duprin stuff. So then um, you would install like the hardware that pulls that retracts itself in when you read it with a card. Sure. Yeah. I've seen those, which mm -hmm. we've got those in our little office that we work out of. And I uh, yeah. first time I saw them, I thought that's oh, kind of cool. Like there's got to be like a little motor in there that pulls the whole. Yeah. Door in just like if you're on the inside and you hit it for yeah. release. Yeah. So uh, a, a Rex is uh, generally like a like a passive infrared sensor. Typically. Is that how those work? So in our industry, um, you can do it two ways. You okay. can do um, they do cylindrical locks, which are just the typical knobs you see on a door. Okay. Um, they do make those devices now that have the Rex built in. So when you're actually exiting a space, once you turn the handle, it creates a Rex event request to exit event. No kidding. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, so yeah. you don't have to have something on the ceiling goes click every time you walk by it and the door unlocks, which is, that's kind of getting to be Correct. old technology in a way then. For some applications, yes. I would uh -huh. say it's still uh, pretty pertinent to like maglock installations and things. Huh. That's cool. I did, I just, I, I've only done a couple of, of doors and uh, the last one I did was with uh, a company, uh, I think it was Convergent. The guy was up there from Convergent. He was handling some of the access control stuff that we did and we mm -hmm. pulled apart a door and I I was just kind of looking over his shoulder because I don't know anything about it you know and and he's kind of all taken it apart but uh, the the whole process of, of like like the way he was going into this door the way I was I would go into fire and I didn't understand half of what the hell he was talking about like like right. seriously I did not get it and then um, the, the what we were troubleshooting was when the fire alarm goes off this door would be like it could go crazy. Now I could walk up and badge it because there's an access control point there and it would stop beeping. Well, I have like this higher level, 
you know, in and out access than like a nurse does on that force. Sure. So she can run that thing all day long. It didn't, it didn't matter. So we, we, we changed it so that it wouldn't be. But then the damn door stood unlocked, hmm. which opened up a whole, you know, it opened up a whole other problem because then when they found out, well, wait a minute, we need the door to stay locked. We, we need the door to, to give like the 15 second hmm. egress thing. So you're talking like a checks at bar. Okay. So see all the terminology is new to me. Yeah. So, so if I, yeah, and I didn't understand all, any of this stuff because from my perspective, I'm like, you know, I'm learning all this, all this stuff. And then I, I walk away from it. I'm like, okay, I've picked up like just enough of this to be like dangerous. Sure. But not enough to really know. Cause the, cause the only other time I've worked on it, it's just been like, Oh, I'm replacing this like for like, but right. never, I never got into the, that industry to understand it. So, so you've been in it for 20, 26 years now, 23 uh, years. I mean, yeah, 24, I guess. That's a long time. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah. and it's mostly been in access control and door harbor, right? Pretty much. Well, except for the first five years were a residential alarm. And that was like burr, like, like yeah, security burr. alarm stuff. Yeah, I did a couple of years of fire. Never, did you really? Never had to do the, the NISET certification back mm -hmm. in the day. But as I kind of worked through my career, um, ended up at a company that was primarily just access control and, nice. and burglary and cameras and, you know, that kind of thing. So once you kind of fell into this groove, and, and like a lot of us, we get into this little groove, then we, we get comfortable there. <laughs> Correct. And, yeah. And this has been good. This is, I mean, and, and it's yeah. it's paid the bills. I mean, you got a kid in this in the industry right. now. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a that's a huge thing. Yeah, we were we were excited. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, and he's young. He's you said he was like 19, he's 20. 20. He's yeah. 20. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, he of all the options of all the things he could be doing, right? He opted to follow in your footsteps in this in this career path. How's it make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel really good. Yeah, I think you did pretty, it right. It's actually pretty cool because yeah. he, he kind of he went kind of kicking and screaming into it, but it, you know he, <laughs> he he wasn't really a college kid, so you know he mm -hmm. he um, he found out really quick that once high school kind of ends, you got to figure it out. Yeah. And so I've been kind of prepping him to get into the industry for a while, mm -hmm. and um, you know kind of kind of leading them down different pathways and, and trying to do that. But, um, yeah, we tried doing the traditional IEC mm -hmm. um, pathway for apprenticeship, and that that ended up being um, a wait list situation. Okay. And so we ended up going the uh, JATC route. It's okay. uh, a little quicker. Yeah, a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. um, still in the same apprenticeship classes and everything like that. Yep. Uh, but he got picked up by a company pretty quick. Nice. And so he So he, he doesn't started, work at your company? He does not. Okay. No, no. So, so, so is it, a, is it a, and, and it's, is it access control or is it, is he going to go into a different field or? He, um, the current, the company he currently is at is doing a uh, high end audio. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. so it is a totally different gig. Yeah. Than okay. from what I do. No yep. kidding. Yeah. Huh. So he comes home with his stories and, you know. And you, and you yeah. have yours. Yeah, we have ours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool to, to talk to him about that. So with. Like I've looked at some, like we, we, I'm gonna go back into the technical aspect of it. I, I've I've seen some of these hinges like with the wires and stuff like that. Uh, so that and obviously that's just to basically bring the circuitry to the hardware. Sure. Uh, and I've seen the 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 latches that open up that are actually in the in the door frame. So help me out with the technology. Like what's the difference between those and and how do I if I see well how do I recognize what this is? Okay. So. Um 
first of all, uh, door hardware is could consist of um, a uh, exit bar. Okay. Um, and those are obviously you go to an exit. You know, let's say you're in a school, right, and you mm-hmm. you crash out. Okay. okay? Um, you have cylindrical locks, and those are just typically the the circular locks you're going to see on a door, like like Schlage or Schlage, uh, commercial yes. lock, yeah, commercial or type, Medco type thing. Sure. Okay. Uh, Medco is more like the keyway, I okay. would say. So if you're looking at the lock, you so see then where the cylindrical lock is different than a keyway. Correct. What is this? What is a cylindrical lock then? What am I? So the cylindrical lock is the handle portion of it. Oh. The housing portion of it, right? I'm smart itself. like rock, fast like tree. Got it's it. Okay. okay. Yes. That makes sense. So, so the so the turning the part that you turn, yes. the turny part. Yeah. Okay. And they also have ones called a mortise lock, and that's if you open up the door, it's the long slender style. It's more on high end, higher end doors. It oh no, kidding. Like, yeah. So, so the mortise is the I know exactly what you mean now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now okay. I'm starting to see it. Then you've also got the electric strike, which is what you're talking about. Okay. Like in a door frame, you walk up there, and it's it doesn't have anything to do with the door. It's just in the frame, and it's controlled right right there. So, why would you choose one over the other? Because of a, a bit of an existing door type, or is one more secure than the other? Um, I mean, it it could boil down to pricing. Honestly, okay. um, you can't modify a fire rated frame. I will say that. So. Okay. Sometimes going with a cylindrical lock that's electrified is a better option for replacing the door and frame. Let me, I got my eyes closed as I'm yes. letting that sink in because I've known people who have modified frames. Oh, so that happens a lot. It does. Oh, so you got a fire rated frame and then somebody who doesn't understand the business comes in and cuts that frame and then puts in a door strike. All right. Electric door strike. That's correct. And, and then now the frame is no longer you all listed for that. Fire that fire rating. That's correct. I'll be a son of a gun. Mm-hmm. No kidding. All the time. All the time. I'm just thinking about that because I because at my Every my last company I had a guy who did that and he's like yeah I'm out there cutting his inner frames I'm thinking, huh, never heard of that. Yeah. Like I've never done it so I don't know anything about it. Sure. I, I did drill a door once that was interesting like where you have to, but it didn't come with a hole in the middle of it. Yeah, and a lot of them sucked. don't. Yeah, our guys are pretty good at doing that. Ugh. Uh, makes me nervous too. It would make, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you, you know, to me, what what the alarm folks do with glow rods and and how they're able to drill like that is that's a work of art. That's a work of art. Agreed. Honestly, yeah. I and and that's how you do that, right? You just big old long drill, drill bit. Yep. You kind of, yep. You kind of eyeball one eye it and <laughs> hope for the best. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't think about that. So the so you could easily screw up the door, the UL door listing if you if you cut in the frame, which is why you would want to put that all uh, however all on the doorknob itself. And yeah, then you won't you won't affect it. That's why huh. we we kind of look at that very closely on a lot of stuff, especially uh, commercial applications, because mm-hmm. a lot of doors are fire rated, which totally makes sense. And in a hospital, they're all fire rated for the for most one part. Or another, yeah. Yeah, one thing to consider, though, is when you're looking at a door and you, you go, okay, the door's fire rated, mm-hmm. the frame is fire rated, then you look at the wall and it's not fire rated, then none of it's fire rated. Oh, so you can just, okay, okay. It has to be all or nothing. So you've got to maintain that fire or smoke barrier completely. Yeah. And if, and if yep. it's just because you have a 90-minute 90, 90 door doesn't mean that you've that the, you got a 90-minute wall. That's right. <laughs> you have a 90-minute door and a 10-minute wall. That's right. No kidding. But if you have a, let's say you have a, a uh, 60-minute wall, Okay. 
you can have a 90 minute door. Makes it sense. just can't be a 20 minute door. Does makes that make sense? sense? That totally yeah. makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Now I've, I've uh, shown students in the classroom that, that most doors, when you open them up, there's that, the placard on the inside with a Sure. See, I don't even know the damn names. It's just, I think it is the placard. The, just but the, I mean, the, inside the. The fire label, inside the hinge. Inside thank the, you. Yeah. Right. I'm just feel like a complete dunce when I'm talking about this. This is why I'm begging other trades to come in here because not not other trades, but other segments of what we do. Because when you get, and I, I'm going to call myself pigeonholed. When you pigeonhole yourself into one discipline, oh great, I can talk fire until the cows come home, and I can talk to other fire people to cow. But I don't know crap when it comes to what you're dealing with, and this is your entire sure. career. Yeah, like you've made a career, and you're and you're now you're PMing this. And so this is your entire world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and, and that is as critical to this podcast and to what we're trying to do as what I do. There's no, the fire is just because, you know, fire is what I do doesn't mean it's the only thing. Sure. By any stretch of imagination. Huh. So in a new construction type arrangement, or even when you come back in retrofit, and there's a lot of hardware and a lot of work in, in prepping all this stuff. I there mean, is. And, and wire pulling and all that. So your whole field is, you know, is, is, um, what the word, what the, what the word I'm looking for is, um, it's, it's different than what I do, but not really. I mean, it's, it's still, you know, you're still got the deadlines. You still got all the crap that's got to happen yeah. and you can't do it till the doors are hung. Right. Yeah. And you can't affect them. Right, and you can't affect the That's paint, right. and all. I mean, so all that stuff happens. Yeah, it's that. Huh. It's it's an ingredient for sure in yeah. the in the whole final meal per se. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it, you know, and, and the interesting thing is when it comes to fire, mm -hmm. there are different levels of hardware. Like you have to you, you have to order it as a fire rated. Everything on the door has to be fire rated. So the hinges can't be just your regular hinges they have to be listed that you listed. listed for that door yep. and no kidding yep i believe what is it ul10c i believe so so <laughs> i knew, i just see it that's so so and and so you have a whole set of of codes what what what, what code books what, what codes apply to 10c which which codes apply to you like npa 72 is the fire alarm code right? yeah and i mean of course the nec which we all use i mean to be honest with you that's a that's a tough one because um every piece of hardware that we kind of spec for stuff mm -hmm. is going to come with a data sheet okay so i don't that's kind of my my i'm not going to say i cheat at it but that's kind of the way i i i utilize those documents without having to to know everything that's in a code book like that no kidding yeah and so all the the years of your experience you know someone's had you say like we got we got 70 doors to do in this building. Right. And then, so then you look You look at the doors, look at the, and then you order all the hardware that you've already known is listed for those types of doors just because you've been in the business so long. And you've got all the cut sheets from that particular product line. Right, yeah, for the most part. And so the guidance on door installation and door hardware installation is as stringent as anything else in our industry. Oh, absolutely. Probably more so in some cases. Probably more. Aspect too. There's a lot of little things to remember, yeah. Huh. That's fascinating. Yeah. I didn't thought I just hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So when I ran into a couple of, of your guys up on the hill, they were working in KPV, mm -hmm. the Kohler Pavilion, mm -hmm. on a on a door, and it was one of the Germans and one of the one of the apprentices. Mm -hmm. So uh, he knew me, 
and I met the journeyman, and they had uh, the journeyman actually had a uh, like a box that he had shown me. Sure. That he was actuating the door with. He goes, check this out, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. What did, did is that a homegrown thing that you guys make or? Um, actually, no. So the, there's a company out there called Command Access. Mm-hmm. We use a, uh, quite a bit of their products, but they make a uh, a field tester. And that that must have been what it was. Yeah. And he was actually operating all the functions of the door with this. Yep. Yep. And you just plug. You basically order it for whatever tool set you have. Okay. Let's say you have Milwaukee DeWalt. It'll just take a battery and you just order it. Yep. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, it'll output. It's got a little potentiometer on it. You can <sighs> dial in the, if it's 12 volt, you dial it down to 12 and 24, you dial it up to 24. No volt. kidding. Yeah. And so, and then it was like you test all your hardware to make sure that it's doing what you're going to want it to do. Yep. And then, of course, you would just interface into something like, you know, a bigger, like if it goes into the fire system so that the fire system drops it out or. Sure. I guess in like an electric strike, it would release it so that the door could be opened at any time. I, I got to think about that because. So when it comes to that situation, yeah. uh, door fire doors have to be a positive latched, which means that they have to be self-closing okay. and they have to be positive latched, which means that during a fire, they won't blow open. Okay. So electric strikes have to be failed secure. But the okay. lever has to be unlockable. You can hear it, you can hear the gears. It, you can it, hear it, the gears in my head. Why can't you? Yeah, I'm it's like, damn. It's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. Yeah. A, okay. Yeah. So so the so they they have to be able to maintain the smoke boundary. So they have to stay mm-hmm. latched. But a human can still push through them if needed. Yes. So they can be opened in a fire. But then they so the closure has to close and keep them. Locked. Locked or latched. Yes. So that they don't open up because of air pressure. That's right. Huh. Okay, kids. So there's a whole, there's a whole, (laughs) so I've been in the industry 26 years, 27 years, some crap like that. So now I'm just wrapping my head around an entire discipline that I can tell you right off the top, I know nothing about. So, so, uh, for those of you who've been in my class and know me, I, I, I just last night and, and Monday was teaching students. This is, you know, I'm going through a big box of parts that I have. I'm sure. showing people what a capacitor looks like and what a PIR looks like and what a smoke detector looks like. And, and I'm emphasizing to my students to look around and to look and to see other disciplines that are out there and realize how much of this hardware is the same. Relays, we all have relays. We all use them, right? And... And that maybe maybe you don't want to pull wire the rest of your life. Maybe you're not a telecom guy. Maybe you want to be a lock guy. Maybe you want to do, you know, access control. And um, the only access control stuff I I don't have any of the load the lock equipment. The only thing I have is a card reader, mm-hmm. and and a couple of, of the fobs that we've taken apart to show the wire and the antenna and, sure. and how that all works. Right, the proximity devices. Um, this would be a great example of of you know for a student to go i have an interest in that and i i take it the, the pay is is comparable to anything else that we do in the industry right? yeah yeah oh yeah it's paying your bills yeah right? and has for for yeah. almost a, almost a, you know 25 years yeah so it's obviously doing that work yeah and uh you're not Pulling miles, 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 miles of Cat Five or Cat Six, right? No. So it's a whole different world, and that might be something that a an apprentice might go, "Yeah, I hadn't thought about that." Just like I'm not thinking about it. And I'm a journeyman, right? 
I've been thinking about it. Right. I mean, you walk up to an access control door every day and you present your card. Every day. And it unlocks. Every day. But you don't think about the unlocking part of it. Not you at all. You just think, like, hey, I can get in the door. Yeah. It <laughs> won't tell you until it, it, it doesn't work. Right. Exactly. And then you're like, what's wrong with it? You know, you're yeah. doing the same thing. That's right. So that's, so this, this is, this conversation is precisely what I'm talking about, right? To my mm-hmm. students. This is exactly why the industry is so vast and, and, and it covers so many different disciplines that it would be a travesty for us to continue to talk about the same damn thing over and over and over. Again. Oh yeah. You know, I agree. Uh, and so, as a as a project manager, right? So you've you've got other skills. Obviously, you're able to track large projects, and do you use like like all the cool PM tools, like the software and uh, we, the we actually, big? Sure. Well, so we we use a, a product called QuoteWorks. Okay. Uh, we put out estimates using that that right. software. And that seems to do pretty good for us. So you're walking a job, mm-hmm. estimating what it's going to take for labor and time and, and materials, and providing that back. And are, do you get a commission off that? Are you in a commissionable type employment, or is, nope. it, is it well, all the salespeople get all that? Uh, you know, strangely enough, Harry's we don't have a sales staff. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> now we how the hell is that work? Uh, you know, it's uh, we we just try to do what's right, and people call us up because of our work ethic. No kidding. Yeah. So, I have a bunch of doors. I call you. You come give me a quote. The quote's going to be super competitive if I'm not having to pay a huge commission, yep. right? As it, compared to some other companies, I won't mention any names, but some other company that's going, yeah, I have my sales weasel come out and, and give you the whole spiel. And, sure. Huh. Yeah. So it would go, you know, you'd call me up. I'd go out there, take a look at the doors, take, uh, you know, some measurements, some pictures, mm-hmm. go back to the office, write up the estimate, send it to you. Nice. Yeah. So is that a... Is that common in that in this in that particular? Because it's certainly in, the, in that way in my industry. I um, mean, on my side of the house in the fire fire world, this sales and I mean right. competitive, very competitive thing. I would say that every place I came from, mm-hmm. there's a multi layer management. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to pull away from the microphone when you said that. You know what I'm saying. Don't step in the leadership <laughs> and the management. I'm That's hip right. To your jive. Um, so this is a whole kind of a different concept. It is, yeah. And so I know you guys have a really good reputation. Yeah. And you wouldn't be doing the, the some of the big accounts that you have if you didn't. Yeah, we do quite a bit of, yeah. And we continue to just get more and more based on word of mouth. and. So you're growing. Yeah, yeah, we're and, growing. And how long have you been with, with Harry's? Uh, it'll be four years in January. Okay. Yeah. So you've got your, your you've been in there long enough to know. Oh, you're still there. That's what I'm trying I'm to say. I'm still here, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh <laughs> That is really really cool. Yeah, I'm 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 appreciative that you told me that. I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't considered that. I'm so used yeah. to so that's so it's I want to say monochromatic, but that's not the right term. But I'm so monolithic in my thought processes. Sure. Because you're either on one of the two sides in my world. You're either the receiver of all the contractors that come and do work for you, or you are the contractor that doesn't it doesn't go to work for people. Right. One of the two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, when I'm on the contractor side, well, then there's always all that, exactly those layers of management. Strata. Strata OBS, that happens. It's it's vast out there. <laughs> <laughs> versus 
Versus, uh, and so we were, you didn't consider it a mom and pa because it's bigger than that. How many employees you guys have? I think last I heard we have somewhere around 30. That's not a mom and pa anymore. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a legit business. And you guys are out of Vancouver. We are. Yeah. And so, of course, to work in Vancouver, there's a couple extra hoops you got to jump through. Right. Now, do you have to have like a special, any endorsement to work in the city other um, than just your, your ELSX? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I mean, so when I came on there, uh, we didn't have an Oregon electrical license. Mm -hmm. So I submitted my license and we got that. So we're okay. we're electrical contractor for Oregon. So, so you get your LEA and... Yep. And then... Oh, um, you mean as a as an electrical contractor? Yeah. So, so we then you use your license to right. get that. Okay. So a limited energy contractor Contract for Oregon. License. And then um, tested out for my Washington Administrator Master mm -hmm. Certificate. Um, got that. And now we're considered an electric low voltage electrical contractor for Washington as well. Got it. Nice. So we can technically legally do these little jobs here and there. Mm -hmm. I like know. that. Um, so, yeah. so if, if uh, you know, uh, what I was talking to my classes this just this week was, you know, that, that there's these other pieces of the trade that I know very little about that are obviously out there and that may interest somebody in that and that they should look to look around them and I give some examples in my own world and and one of the examples I gave was you know I had a guy call me from one of the uh, high schools uh, in one of the school districts we used to service when I worked for my last company who had an HVAC issue and you know he called me up and said hey I think your 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 duct detector is holding my air handler off and I said well are the fire trucks there or do you have a supervisory on the panel no so we went and looked at it and of course that wasn't the case and uh, but instead of you know looking at the guy and going ah you know what the hell you're talking about I gotta go, I just said let's do it together show me, show me what you got you know and so the we did we we troubleshot it together and figured out what the issue was, and that working with a discipline like that uh, opened my eyes to it but it also befriended him and that we were like, you know now anytime there was an issue, he would say well I go to these guys. Right, so that sure. word of mouth that you're talking about, like for Harry's, helps. So everybody I know from your company is friendly. Like, like I don't, you know, most of the locksmiths I've worked with are that way anyway. Most of the sure. most of the companies, but but they've been friendly and very upfront and very nice. I see your vans all the time up on the hill. So clearly you're doing, mm -hmm. you're, you're hitting it, you're hitting it out of the park. If you if every time I turn around I see another right. another Harry's van, well, it's twofold. It could be bad and it could be good it could be up there fixing something <laughs> yeah well from the Mostly. time that i left and came back there are so many more like you used to have to carry a lot of keys to right. get access and they're all medco keys so is, is it medco the right way you say it or? medico medico yeah yeah so they're all medico keys i know so if you if you don't know what a medico key looks like it's bull it's not a small key no <laughs> at least the, the older ones are not and uh when you're carrying a ring of these things, because at the time we wouldn't get great master sets, we'd just get like sure. a, a master set or whatever, you know, the key, you, you could kill a brother with a set like that. <laughs> now it's all access control. So I go into a building right. and it's pop, 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 pop. I, I don't really sit, I don't use my key like hardly half the time anymore, which is yeah. wonderful. Uh, it just makes life so much simple, but it also tracks everywhere I've been. Mm -hmm. So if I lose my badge or it gets ripped off, we can see who, where they've gone so do you do you work on any of those types of systems where it's you know like like are they still are they a kind of like a different level from from 
what you work on or um yeah i mean that's that's more on the larger integrators is that coming um, in your in your future or i wouldn't say that we're not staffed for that so so where you're at with harry's is is a is a is a specific discipline that you become really good at right pretty much yeah and then you and and that and that pays all the bills you can expand your employee base right uh and so there's no reason to just like grow to be some big behemoth not at this time i mean we we like our partner network um it, at times we need to reach out and um ask for their help as well mm-hmm. um we work with the glass companies okay. we work with um you know like i said integrators so electricians w- yep what, like a glazing company sure so yep. because of the doors oh cuz i'm thinking of solid doors Right, so so we'll get requests all the time for, uh, oh hey, we got this door out here that somebody smashed in, let's say in Portland, right? That never That's happens a, in no, Portland. That, that you never take happens. that back. Yes, okay. I know. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> so you know we'll go down there and ch- take a look at it, but it's not mm-hmm. something that's in our wheelhouse. So we'll we'll uh, we'll call up one of our partners, and uh, customers like that. They like to have you know a point of contact where we can, you know, they can call us up. And we can uh, we can keep the ball rolling for them. So, yeah, because I never thought about that. So I'm just thinking of doors that I've seen at the hospital, but there are obviously glass doors, and and so yeah. So if you have a good relationship with a with a company that does that, mm-hmm. and you can drop the call. So I guess what I'm what I'm aiming at here is is that is that it really doesn't it really doesn't matter what your discipline is. You still have to come at it with the same attitude, and you obviously have the right chutzpah to to do that so so for in other words you're you're working on your expertise is in locks and 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 opening and closing hardware those types of things then you partner with somebody who does glass and then you guys get a good relationship going and then you can say hey i need you now and they they drop what they're doing to come help you right to get a client up that client says i've got a good I've got a good deal going here, right? And if you're anything like me, if I've got, if I use a vendor and that vendor's providing me good service, I don't give two craps what they charge. I could care less. Mm-hmm. I could care less what the bill is. I don't even, I don't even think about it, as a matter of fact. Um, I just continue to use that same vendor over and over and over again. Sure. And so that's how you built your customer base. Yeah, for the most part. And, you know, it's, it's nice because, um, it's not just about the broken window, let's say, anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about, okay, I can have, you know, one point of contact like we talked about. He can bring in his guy. Okay. Then they go, oh, you know what? We were going to do 10 doors of access control. Who do you know? So the next thing you know, I'm bringing in another partner. Mm-hmm. That partner goes, hey, we need door hardware. Boom. So there you go. And you know, so it just one thing leads to another. Yeah. So it still goes back to the professionalism and the relationships that you build professionally. Correct. Across yep. the board, help maintain your own company's integrity and your own company's bottom bottom line. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So I, it's it's not really just about the the. I guess it is kind of about the relationship. You know how you treat people. Mm-hmm. People want to work with people they like. And you seem like a nice guy. So, so you're 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 no different, I'm sure, in the field than you are right here. No reason to be. No reason. <laughs> no reason to put on a, nope. a facade. And since there's not a sales aspect to it per se, right? I mean, right. You, you got your markups, which we all expect yep. in any company to to cover your bottom line. Since there's not a sales aspect to it, 
you're not, you know, you feel good about what you're doing. You don't feel like uh, I can, I, this guy is going to be paying 35% for this or 50% right. for that. Or, you know, and you know, I'm going to be driving a Ferrari after this. Sure. So that's got to feel, it's got to feel good. I mean, it, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. Cause I'm not a, well, we want to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. You know what I mean? I love that. So it's like, you know, a lot of people can go out there and just talk all kinds of whatever about how they can't do something. Mm-hmm. We like to go out and talk about what we can do. <laughs> pretty simple. I That's, mean, I don't know. It is pretty simple. Yeah. No, there's, but there's, I, but, but like I was telling my students, they, I, I was mentioning that, that to find a, a fire smoke damper uh, inspector. To find a company that does like fire smoke dampening inspections, sure. you would think, oh shoot, I could, I could open up the old yellow pages if that existed anymore and find me one. Yeah, I'll challenge you to do that. That is a hard find. There's a couple of groups that do it, and there's a there's an engineer in in, in Tiger that I dearly love who will absolutely do it. He does a a, a bang up job. Okay, uh, but he's an engineer. What does it cost to hire an engineer? Well, yeah. See. <laughs> Take a wild guess, right? Sure. Good at what he does, but it's not like affordable, right? Because he's mm-hmm. generally do, working at a different level, but he'll come down and do what we need him to do when we need him to do it. And I said uh, to to my both my classes this week, I said, one of you, one of you guys sitting in this class is going to figure out a niche. Harry's niche has been figured out, and it's keeping you and 29 other people or thereabouts gainfully employed and growing. Yeah. So this is how the game is done. This is how the game is played. And it's not uh, crush your opponent. It's just provide exactly what you provide. Right. Quality product, quality service, know your stuff, know your technical. You're able to, to teach it to a guy who doesn't know crap, obviously, about this and pick up on it. You know, that's the whole, that is what I'm trying to get across to my sure. students. And One thing I would I would interject is just take every opportunity you can to yeah. learn something. And that's one thing I would say about my own journey is that listen more, talk less. Okay. What else have you – what else – so let's follow that. Let mm-hmm. me listen to other things. So you, you've, you've, you've got this particular sure. industry – down and you're in your and you, uh, do you uh, do you to do you still install or do you mostly just do pm um i mean we we do a little bit of install and i have to be the journeyman on some stuff okay. uh mostly in washington um try to keep our ratio you know as in oregon mm-hmm. you know it's important um and we're always um, following the law here <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we're looking we left and right <laughs> yes <laughs> we always <laughs> have the correct ratio of journeyman to apprentices. Yes. Whew. That one out. But we <laughs> <laughs> always, always. But uh, no, okay. So where were we going? So with you this go and install, yeah. and you oversee. Yes. And so, so you're just as familiar with the tools and, and how to get the stuff done as as your as your apprentices and your other journeyman. Sure. And it's always we're always trying to learn something new. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as far as students go, I would say that you know it it's not about you know, yes, you want to get your license and all that. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, we all went through that. Uh, but it's it's learning the little bits and pieces along the way. Um, you know, like relay logic, for instance, okay. you know, learn relays. Um, 
learn voltages. Okay. Learn how to use a meter. Learn how to use a meter, your you know? most favorite tool. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, the basics, mm -hmm. you know, because the basics, if you don't have a good foundation, it's not going to really take you as far as you want to go. You're going to you're gonna put a couple of wires together and not have the result you're looking for. I, and, I agree. You know. So when when you... So as you got your license, so you had, you had already had a Washington license and then basically you didn't reciprocate because they don't reciprocate in Oregon. Correct. Right? But yep. you had you had, you had had your original license in Washington first and then you were able to take the test in Oregon. Correct. Right? Yep. That, that's how that yep. worked. Uh, so when you went through when you went through your apprenticeship, right, how much of it was applicable to like how was your apprenticeship as compared to, say, your son's? Um, I mean. Mine was more of uh, commercial based. Okay. He's doing a lot of residential based. Okay. So I think that um, his exposure to different things that you would see on the commercial side is not there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, that he, I mean, the apprenticeship classes are, are kind of, they seem to revolve a little bit more around the commercial setting. They almost always do. You know? Yeah. There's a couple of, there's, yeah. Jesse would be the exception. Where, yeah, where Jesse's Jesse Miller, class, yes. yeah, where Jesse is just like this. Right. Freaking genius guy who shows up and goes, nah, man, it ain't about commercial. Let me show you this. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That guy's amazing. Yeah. Guy's amazing. But, uh, um, well, she like to pull out his phone. Check this out. I can make this guy's curtains open and close. Right. Oh, wow, really? I know. I need him to come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, for and sure. He's like, and he makes it so easy. Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is simple. It, it, it just, anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Get off on the table. No, that's okay. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, as far as the differences between commercial and residential, um, you know, he's just got to learn that. You mm -hmm. know, you got to pay attention in class and get through it. But you got to, you you've got to. Do you have any other kids or? Uh, I do, but my of? my daughter, she's she's not doing anything. She's with not going to no. do the electrical thing. No, she she actually graduated college this year, so she's. Oh uh, no, kidding! Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. She's an ICU nurse. Uh, that's a different trade. Just a little bit. <laughs> that's not anything <laughs> no. like. So you got one kid that's an electrician, yay, and one kid that's a nurse, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So she's yeah. a IC, she's an ICU nurse. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where did she go to? Where did she go to school? At? She graduated from George Fox University. Oh, cool. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, she did good. That is that is Pretty really proud cool. of her. Yeah. yeah. I I. I uh, seeing all the nursing staff and that, that's a job I thought I could do until I actually saw it. And Correct. Like, yes. I'll let the professionals handle that, but I will fix that smoke detector for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. We've done our time at the, uh, the medical facilities and you see things you don't want to really see yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's that's it, coming back to a hospital and working back in there. It's, it, it's, I've got the eyes for it. Yeah, like, uh, that's something I don't need to see. Look at the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, exactly. It's better now. Um, with uh, w up on the hill, they you know got the surgeries have been redone. Yeah. But when they when it was just the main surgery in the main hospital before they added KPV, I remember walking through one time and I heard this tinking. I mean, it was not a tinking; it was a hammering. Oh. And I and I thought, what the hell's going on? You know, and I you never look through those windows. It's not, it's PHI. It's not my information. Sure. You know, I just happened to go, what the hell's going on? And I thought something was wrong. And this doctor was, and I just I just happened to look up, and they were beating a knee. And I was like, oh, oh I didn't see that. And I ran into the <laughs> to one of the nurses or one of the staff, and they go knee replacement. Ooh. And I went, oh my god, you got to be kidding me. Brutal. And she's <laughs> like, yeah. I, and now I think they do it a little bit differently now. I don't know how they do it now. I don't wow. hear me. I don't hear people beating on people's bodies up there. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, she goes, "Yeah, that's why it hurts damn much." Yeah. And um, I thought, "There's a lot I don't know." 
I mean, it's first like for, sure. for the first time you see a stack full of dead bodies, you're like, first time I saw all the dead, you know, because we do medical, the, 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 they work on them, right? I mean, sure. You donate your body to science and it goes to the building and then we cut them off. But they, I don't do it. Like, so many other people do. And the first uh, time I walked past this room, I went, la, la, la. I saw it in a corner of my eye and I backed up and I went, my jaw just hit the floor and I went, okay. And 10 years later, we, I could eat lunch on top of dead bodies. It wouldn't matter to me. Like they're, they're you know, you 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 start. To, you, you don't think you'd ever get callous, to right? It, but you do. You're like, oh my god. It's interesting. One of your uh, your former clients, Ryan Mock. Mm-hmm. He was my apprentice. <laughs> uh, we were doing a project out at um, uh, Meridian Park, of all places. Right, yeah, yeah. And right, uh, right. we did a big access control upgrade there, and uh, we had to run some conduit in the cadaver storage area. Nice. How'd that and, work out uh, for you? You know, I. I think some of the facilities guys were giving us a hard time about, you know, storing our, storing their lunch in the cooler that they wanted us to go get for them. Yeah. Uh, I, a hard pass on that. Hard, thank you. We used to monitor every freezer that was of, a, of critical importance on the hill. We used to monitor them with the fire system. And, and we thought it was a pretty good idea. So you have a minus 86 Celsius freezer and it's got, you know, Fred in it. And if Fred defrosts, well, that's a bad thing. So if you've got a million dollars of research in these freezers and things go sideways, we want to know. Well, now they've changed to a whole different system that's designed for that, that, you know, you ought not use a fire system to monitor the status of the toilet flushing over here either. So um, anyway, the stuff's all off there now. But I was doing a work in the brain bank. And I'm minding my own business, and it's in the autopsy room, and they, you know, it's no biggie. So I'm in there working, and there were four freezers, and I'm just dropping lines down to each one, and I'm peeling stick conduit on the wall. And uh, the whole time I'm in this room, the water's running. The whole time. Like, I don't even think about it. Like this, and this is a brain, this is what they call the brain bank. So they're, if you give your brains to science, then this is where it's gonna go. Uh, anyway, after I've been in there about two hours, because I'm just about to finish up, uh, the technician, the morgue tech comes in and he starts shutting off the water. And then I realized, oh my God, these things have been running the whole time. I just got used to the noise. And he picks up this bucket. I said, what the hell are you doing? I didn't even realize it. He goes, oh, I'm rinsing out brains. And he picks up this For two bucket. hours. Yeah, yeah, because he's living in formula. And, and he goes, well, we're, we're going to cut them open and the student's going to look at them. There's a special way that they, they do all that. And he picks up this bucket, and it's and I looked in there, and it sure enough, that's what it was, and it was a whole bucket, of, and it was several buckets of brains. And he picked up this bucket, and I said, "Dude, if you spill that bucket in my tools," and he goes, "Well, don't make me laugh for crying out loud." He's pouring out some of the excess water, and I'm like, "If you spill that bucket in my tools," he's like, God, "Idiot facilities guy, get out." No, but. yeah. <laughs> so what did you? Uh, what did you do before you got in this trade? Before you got in the industry, what 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 did you do? Where did you come from? Like, like so, grew up in Portland. Okay. Uh, attended Grant High School of all you know, Portland. Local boy done well. Yeah, <laughs> local. Yep. Uh, kind of stayed local. Mm-hmm. Um, met my wife uh, nineteen ninety. Got married ninety three. Okay. So we've been married a few years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So up there. Um, ended up in Clackamas. Yay! And, That's where I live. Uh, yeah. Home of the land, free the brave, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Confused, lots of coyotes. (laughs) Yeah, right. But um, yeah, just kind of, you know. So, so you just you jumped out of high school and. Yep, pretty much went to work. Oh, went to work right in the industry. 
Well, not into the industry right away. So, so like I said, I, I worked for an office supply company for mm-hmm. a, a few years. And then in the industry. Yeah. And then so you've the done industry. basically two careers. You've done the office supply and said, this sucks. I'm going to go do something. Yeah, fun. pretty much. Yeah. So you really, this is, this has been what you've done. I mean, yeah. this is all your, your life. Yeah. And what does your what does your wife do? What does she? Uh, she's she does uh, financial stuff nice. for uh, one of the major hospital chains here. So she's so so two professionals produced a nurse and another electrician, <laughs> right? right? And <laughs> yes. so one one's kind of stayed in the medical half of the of the, yeah, of the business, and correct. the other one works because yeah. obviously Harry's does services. So it's yeah. so interesting, interesting yeah. how you get the dynamic set up, get a good family get a good you know uh, base mm-hmm. your kids are doing good they're not out there spray painting you know on the side of buildings and that's and right breaking breaking <laughs> the doors that you go through and fix hey kids if you break all these doors over here they'll call me then yeah you, right so you could be wait a minute this could be a business plan <laughs> Let's um, go break all the doors on this street. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just to me it's like it's like it's a this is a whole, this is like a, I want to say wholesome industry, you know, but it yeah. really it really really it is. is. Yeah. And it just it it continues to pay benefits all the way across the board. Oh, it does. You know, and I uh, so when COVID hit, mm-hmm. everything kind of just went to a halt. Yeah. So um I reached out to Eva Size Love and said, "Hey, you know what's going on with the board?" Mm-hmm. So I ended up uh, I ended up joining the board. Okay. So I've been doing that for about a year. Nice. A little over a year, maybe now. But it's interesting to see. So I have a point with this, but it's it's interesting to see like the new apprentices in it, the whole wave of students coming in, mm-hmm. um, and how they handle things. Because I, I get to see, like, the interview process and all that, okay. you know, and the video interviews and the questions and the answers mostly. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the the thing that sticks with me the most to some of the answers is um, I'm just doing it because I feel like it's going to be an easy career. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Holy crap. <laughs> and, you know. Well, I, that ain't the yeah. truth. So <laughs> I'm doing it only because my brother is in the career and, and mm-hmm. he says it's you know it's good money and, it's good money yeah and... yeah you know i could see that yeah. so what's it like yeah. being on the board how does that how does that what, it's, it's, so i mean you're contributing back yeah so that's that was kind of one of my personal goals too is just kind of give back to the industry a little bit mm-hmm. i i'd like to uh you know not as far as like not yet as far as like being an instructor but i think it would be a, a good next step um but the board's cool. Like um, you get to see a lot of behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff. Um, it's, they do a lot of work. Yeah, I know they do. It's uh, you know, with the reports. It's not easy. It's it's not. It's um, you know, we go through a lot of numbers and mm-hmm. it's a lot of checks and balances and you know. And so, so every dollar that's spent on the training and on the on the tools and the supplies, you have to we have to be accountable for it. Yeah, so that's more on the that's more on the upper administrative for okay. the you know the apprenticeship, and mm-hmm. we get to be you know there's two sides to it. There's like an employees representatives. I know nothing about it, so help me out. Here. So I know like, people have been on it, like right. Colton was on it for years. Sure, and, and you know obviously you're on it. So so there's the like the owners reps okay. for the companies, and then there's the side that I'm on is the employees reps. Okay, so and the board's divided into into two yeah two, two different. Basic, and we talk about the same items. Officers and enlisted. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. 
but you know we kind of go through uh, the action items and things like that a normal mm-hmm. board would go through um, you know once a month I'm and, kidding uh, do you guys so, just meet physically or just on zooms or what? Uh, zooms right nice. now yeah but, so COVID hit everything took a kind of a nosedive for everybody mm-hmm. how did how did Harry's do during that COVID spell what what I mean what what happened on your side of the house yeah so um so basically we were considered essential good uh, from a security standpoint which would totally make uh, sense yeah people can't get into places we need to there needs to be somebody to let them in or mm-hmm. secure it um so we were called out a lot um especially when businesses started you know employees stopped going in mm-hmm. um a lot of theft went up obviously yeah, i can imagine yeah things were getting stolen and broken into and things like that so and, then, and downtown parts of downtown turned into a real mess it did yeah because yeah, i was servicing the the courthouse right down there when i worked for psi we were moving fire extinguishers down there and helping well, i know wow. all those guys from tss yeah. that worked there for years and then i think they changed the companies to another brand but i knew all the guys hom and all those dudes who worked in that building who right. were the ones that every day were out there trying to you know keep keep the building in one piece as yeah. the protests were sort of you know, knocking at the door. And so I had been in that, I've been working in that building a dozen times easily. Sure. You know, working in the, on their systems. So it's like, these are all my friends <laughs> that, that yeah. are on the receiving side of this this frustration that, that has happened. And, and it's like, it was bad. Like, like watching all that from afar going, oh my God. Right. I don't want to go anywhere near it, you know. Yeah, but we kept, we kept fairly busy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't think we had any layoffs. Which was good. Yep. Um, we uh, we offered up some training and things like that that guys could do online if we needed to. And oh, no kidding. Um, you know, to get, keep certain certifications active. So you kept your employees moving, and then when there wasn't really a whole lot of work, you gave them training. As an option, yes. As an option. Yeah. And But you didn't furlough anybody, and, and no one got... I hope no you're problem. listening to this, kids. That's, yeah. right? That's Seriously. a huge deal. That's Seriously. a huge deal. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of companies... I think, I think we furloughed... I think we furloughed three people, one of them for about, I think, three or four weeks or maybe six weeks, and then we brought them back when we figured it out. Right. And we had a, a much bigger footprint, but, you know, because we had a lot more employees. But it was like, whew, you know. You know, it was, a, it, was a, it was the common scramble anyway for, uh, you know, okay, now what do we do for remote access for people? Right. And that was. We all know, had to learn Zoom. <laughs> Zoom teams. and, yeah, Teams and, yeah. Um, yeah, all that and VPNs and you know yep. trying to make sure we could all get connected and and still keep the business moving. So so the so is is there an actual Harry's? I mean, is there a gentleman named Harry's that runs the joint, or how do they get their name? So I, apparently, back in the uh, I want to say 1950s. That's how old the company is. Yes. Well, it, it started out as I, I think as a bicycle repair shop. Strangely enough, well played. Yes, <laughs> as a bicyclist, I can agree with yes. that. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, and I don't have all my facts exactly straight here, right. but um, I know that there really, as far as I know, there wasn't a guy named Harry. What? <laughs> maybe they were just uh, Harry dudes. Mar- that maybe that could be. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's strange. So the, uh, but. I, I just I just want to I just want to make a point that that during the time of COVID, your employees still worked. They did, right? Yep. You you've been participating. So so as as a as a person who's gotten his licenses, uh, uh, found your niche, your professional niche. You've become a a, a project manager, an estimator, mm-hmm. an installer, a journeyman, a board member. 
to uh, IEC or, or I guess to the I guess it's to the apprenticeship board, right? Is it is IEC? Yeah, is it? yeah. Yep. IEC. So it's yep. all IEC. IEC Oregon. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have any problem with JATC because your kid is that in that group. Yep, it's kind of just separate. He and, does his. Uh, and, and we work with them both, and yeah. and it's like there's no animosity or anything like that. No. The 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 college folks. Matter of fact, they gave me a laptop to use. So it's the same struggle uh, as all most apprentices. I will say that uh, just get your NPRs in. Yeah, exactly. Please, <laughs> please. For the love of God, on all time. Of holy, get your NPRs on time. <laughs> um, those are your hours. Uh, so, uh, you've you've. We've 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 hit upon the fact that that this industry now now in two thousand and eight during the recession, uh, you were working then as well, right? Correct. I mean, yep. Yeah. Because it, well, you, yeah, you got married. Yep. in You said ninety three. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So two thousand and eight, uh, did you get furloughed or laid off in the industry then? Not at all, because that that was uh, actually our business picked up. Bingo. Yeah. So, during times of trouble, you're telling me that the certain industries in the security world actually get more business. Yeah, I would say more <laughs> busy. <laughs> so yeah. what I'm trying to say here to everybody who's listening is that is that there's a there's a method to my madness. Because I, I, I during the recession, uh, when I got bounced out of OHSU, uh, I went to United Fire. And I worked for United Fire for four years. And I got furloughed eight hours one day. Mm -hmm. One day. One day there was, they said, okay, don't come to work. We have really nothing. That was it. Four years. Okay? All the way through the recession. I worked my tail off and and, and wa walked in there with one license and walked out with like, I don't know, a wagon full and a lot of training. So so the the, you know, while other people were looking for food, we were we were had work and and stayed busy the whole time and I've and in 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 all of my years since I, I got in the industry in ninety four, so um, yeah ninety ninety four is when I got mm. into it so I got out of the navy in ninety one, got get into the industry in ninety four, and it's now twenty twenty three, sure twenty twenty two so I'm close to that twenty eight years, so what eight hours, and then during COVID I was manager weasel so all I did was manage from either work or, right. or, or, you know, from, from home. That was it. Yeah. I would say, man, it's, it's almost like a, it's a, it's a career that you're going to be working in. I mean, if you want it, it's there. If you want it, it's there. Thank you. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to get across here kids is that if you put the effort and the time and you obviously track what you're supposed to track, do what you're supposed to do, you will wind up if you want in a career that is lucrative it pays the bills yeah right and now you you own a house and you've got kids that you sent to college one kid that you sent to college and we're successful there and and all all of these good things came from solid work on both the part of you and your wife and here we sit it, you know i want to say a typical american family who did all the right things well, I mean, it's not, and that's one thing to reiterate too, is it's not all, you know, unicorns and rainbows out there. I mean, you got to go to work and you got to put in your time and, and sometimes it's not fun and you don't want to get up and go and um, you're working in the rain and the mud and, you know, sometimes it's not glory, but, you know, um, you'll be working. 
But you'll be working. And you'll be making a good and you'll good be making wage. A good living. Yeah. And you don't come home with grease underneath your fingernails in case you're a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean that's another good industry, but it's a good industry. Yeah. But I've had a lot of folks that have changed. Like Colton was a mechanic. Yeah. And jumped into the industry uh, because you got you, you didn't you know the way that the mechanic industry works is nothing wrong with it. But that's sure. just that he didn't like it as much as he liked this, and now he's a you know now he's got us now he's moving he's living in a different state now doing it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I just talked to him the other day too. So yeah, he's, What's he's, he said it's different. I mean, it's a whole different world down there, you know, because hmm. he's in Oklahoma now. And oh, wow. Kind of um, filling that out. Yeah. Different. different crazy. Thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, I think that that I appreciate you coming in and talking to me tonight and letting me let me know sort of of this piece that I, I didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wanted to walk away because one of the things that that my producers and I want to want to start doing is is hit more technical stuff. Sure. And not like I like I'm I'm kind of a touchy feely let's learn about the people kind of a thing, and obviously I can get technical, but um, not, but I I want I want our listeners to come away with with a basket full of something that they didn't know before they tuned sure. in, and you helped me provide that. Yeah, thank and you. I super appreciate it. Would you come back? Of course, yeah. I got a lot more to talk about on hardware, honestly. Really? If you really want to get down to the nuts and bolts of we it. We got a few more minutes. Give me some yeah. more. Give me give me something else that give me something else that would that would that would entice somebody to go, man, I gotta learn more about that. All right. Well let's circle back into power supplies. How's do it, that? Do it. Okay. So a lot of times uh, you're gonna run into some older hardware out there. Okay. And you're gonna hear the term solenoid devices. Okay. Now, what those are is uh, they're basically a device that has an internal magnet. And so when somebody presents a card or activates the device, it's going to pull that Mm -hmm. rod basically into a cylinder, and it just goes snap, and you're going to know it's pretty loud. We call it the shotgun. (laughs) Yeah. So in in regards to that, so what you're looking for there is – there's going to be a power supply. Okay. And typically a typical, you know, like a standard access control is going to go from the access control relay, mm-hmm. most likely a form C dry. Okay. And it's going to trigger a we call it the power booster. Not a power supply. Power supply slash booster. Okay. So basically it takes that um let's say 28 to 36 volts and okay. it's going to shoot it to that solenoid device and what that's going to do is it's going to take an inrush current and so we call it a booster because it can handle the solenoid inrush current is going to probably be in the range of about 16 amp okay inrush For just a just a brief just a brief second. second yep and i think it's i think it's like like a half an amp hold mm-hmm. so it'll pop that then it'll hold so the booster has to be able to handle 16 amps momentarily Correct. As then it goes down to a, a much lower amps as those magnetic lines of force or those flex lines build out from that solenoid. Sure. So and, and then push back and give resistance because I, I teach that part. So yeah. I want students to understand that. So a lot of times what you're going to go up to is a single door. You'll just hear one pop. Okay. And that's just a single power booster, power supply. It's mm-hmm. giving it that inrush current. Sometimes when you go up to a double door, you're going to hear a pop, pop, like in succession. Okay. Because the inrush current of a double door is going to be twice the amount, and the power booster cannot handle that. So it staggers it. 
internal. Oh, so it staggers it. It's, yeah. It, so they, they make it that way. Yeah, they do so you, on purpose. You do one, and then you wait a couple seconds, and you do the other one. Sure. No kidding. Yeah. So, huh? Kind of moving forward. Well, we're gonna move off of the solenoid okay. devices. So let's say we had to change up the door hardware. Yep. And you go out there and you go, okay, we want to get rid of the solenoids. Yep. Power boosters are typically an unregulated power supply. What does that mean? That means that it doesn't regulate the voltage. So it could so be 36, could be 24. It could fluctuate. It could be depend 42. It could. Okay. So and it, and it depends on what, you know, the solenoid draws at that particular okay. time. You know, it could be temperature, it could be environmental changes, who knows. Mm -hmm. But it's considered unregulated coming off that power supply. Okay. So with the new style that they have coming out now, you'd have to change the inside of the bar to a motor-driven device, and then you'd also have to change the power supply. Otherwise, the, they're not... Yeah, it has to be filtered. Okay. So more of like a, what do they call that? The linear style mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. power supply. So and, a, it, and a regulated linear. Right. So it's a filtered right. regulated power supply. Correct. Yeah. Is it UL listed too? Or is it? Most of the stuff we would use is UL listed. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be necessarily unless it's in an application where it's required. Um, I mean, we typically like to use UL listed devices. So um, it's UL listed for the door hardware, but not necessarily like UL listed like for fire because it doesn't necessarily do that function. Um, it could be part of a fire system. Okay. Um, a lot of those power supplies are going to come in with uh, some sort of fire input. Mm -hmm. Oh, so then so, it would have to be a UL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's say you have a set of double doors. You're mm -hmm. going to, um, it could be on a fire system. Okay. They want to, um, let's say they want to electronically dog the doors open during the day. Okay. Fire alarm goes off, sends a signal, uh, locks the doors. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. So it would just release the whatever the, schedule. The, the magnets yeah. are on. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So the unregulated power supplies and the um, and the older stuff gets yes. changed out to new, different power supplies that probably run more efficiently too. They do. And are all? Do you still get the sound from the solenoids, or do they dampen that yet? So the solenoids are going to give you that pop. Uh -huh. The new uh, motorized latch retraction device are just, yep, yeah. just a little buzz. I like those things. They're cool. They're, they are pretty cool. And yeah. that that really blew me away when I, yeah. when I started seeing that because it's like, it makes sense because it, mm -hmm. it pulls it in to unlock the door. Right. Or if you're on the inside, you can push it. Correct. Or unlock. Yep. So it works either way. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. So it kind of just brings me to my, my point of um, mm -hmm. just, you know, with the electronic hardware that's out nowadays mm -hmm. you just kind of have to be conscious of um you know from an electronics technician standpoint so don't be shocked if you go to upgrade something and wind up having to upgrade more because yes of the the newer technology and right makes all, all sense. yeah yeah can you teach me one other thing mm. something else door hardware related yeah um something that's in your industry that i don't know i, I didn't know that I mean, I've seen some of these power supplies, and I know what you're talking about. Right. But I didn't know that. Right. Um, hmm. It's a good question. Put you on the spot now. I know. Like, no, it's okay. As no. soon as you go to think about it, you're like, that rat. What the hell is he thinking? I don't think he's thinking anything. And as soon as we stop the microphones, you go, ah, I got all these things. Well, I mean, I could I could talk <laughs> about uh, delayed egress maglock a little bit. Um, Tell me what a delayed egress maglock is. So delayed egress maglock is a device you can put on a door that's leading to an exit. Okay. 
Um, let's say it's a uh, you have an exit sign above the door. It's been deemed a, a fire pathway. Okay. Um, but you need to have it secured, either from the um, ex- exterior side coming in or the interior side going out. Let's so, say like you're a Best Buy. And you don't want somebody to run out the door with a sort of with a stereo. That, kind that of thing? could be yes. That would be one example. Yeah, yeah. or something like uh, let's say uh, a family birthing center or something. You know. Oh, you know big something time. like that. You know, stealing babies is wrong, kids. Cor- yes, don't steal babies. <laughs> don't steal kids. Um, but those typically are set up with uh, a fire alarm tied to them, mm-hmm. or the power supply that um, supplies it. Okay. Um, they're typically set up with a fifteen second. So you would basically go up to the door. Um, if you push more than one second, then it would go into a 15-second countdown and an alarm. Um, they do st- standard. They come with a nuisance alarm. And what that is is if you go up and you push on the bar, it beeps at you immediately mm-hmm. just to kind of give you that warning. To give you a warning. But it doesn't That's unlock. Right. Correct. And it doesn't do the countdown. Not not until you get past that threshold, that okay. one or one and a half second threshold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen those. I, I, that's what the door we were working on on at the on five A had that. Right. And I was like, so the guys explained it to me. I was like, okay. It can oh. get pretty confusing. It gets really confusing. Yeah. And then the the paperwork that came with the door was printed on some sort of magic self destroying. <laughs> I don't know what the hell was wrong with this. So the guys laying it out, and I, we took a picture of it with my phone, and I thought. What is this? And I went to touch it and it just kept breaking and falling apart. And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, don't touch it. Like, it's just, it's just, it's some sort of material that, they, wow. yeah, they printed it on. Anyway, we couldn't find the thing on the web at all. They like, don't want you to know about it. They don't want you to know about it. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, that's, that's not uncommon. I'm like, cause I'm Google fooling it and I can't find anything, you know? It's that's like, wild. Yeah. Then he was able to, to kind of show me what was going on. But yeah, that door did that. Like if you pushed it, it would begin a countdown. And then it would release after 15 seconds, but it would alarm. And it was because of people just patience. Yeah. You know, th- that particular war, they could have had something and it affect their memory and they, you know, you don't want to fall down the stairs. Boo. Yeah. So, but I have also seen those in security applications. Yep. Uh, where they literally, it gives loss prevention time to get to the door before you run out with a bow stereo system or some such nonsense. TV. Yeah, <laughs> TV. <laughs> wow. So well, a lot of information. Cool. That is yeah. a lot of information. It is. Huh. Well, I hope that everybody listening uh, picked up something that they didn't know. And uh, if you want to obviously be on this podcast or you want to talk to us, we've got an email, right? Halfwattpod at gmail.com. Send us an email and and be a part of this. This, this podcast is for you, right? It's, this is... Uh, I don't, certainly don't mind doing it, but this is to reach out to our industry. And like Joel tonight, you know, I didn't know he was sitting on the board. This guy's my boss. I didn't even know it. Check that out, right? <laughs> uh, I didn't know he knew Eva sees, sees, uh, sees, sees love. She's going to kill me. Eva. I didn't know he knew Eva. Eva. Right? Yeah. Sees <laughs> love. Um, but uh, all these things were new to me. You experienced them just like I did. You want to be a part of this podcast? Let us know. And if you got ideas on where we should go, then you know how to do it. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share us with a friend the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.